Winky Winky, welcome back. It is time for another episode of The Winkly. It is me, your managing editor, Nick Hausman, joined here as I am every Wednesday by my good friend, Justin Labar. Justin, welcome back to The Winkly. Another fine show ahead of us. I'm feeling good. Uh, like I predicted yesterday's show, we had Cody Rhodes on the show. Uh, we also had a lot of great news, awesome punditry from us, Justin. Uh, and we set some records yesterday as far as the podcast listenership goes. So thank you guys so much uh, for, for keeping keeping on here with the Winkly. Hashtag Winkly if you want to support us and let people know you're listening to the show. We have a great follow-up for you here today. Yesterday, Cody Rhodes, AEW Executive Vice President. Today, AEW's bad boy, Joey Janela. Joey and I, we chased each other's tails for a while to get this interview <laughs> It finally happened late at night. Uh, Joey agreed uh, to do the interview with me. It's very uh, relaxed. Anybody who knows me knows I don't typically do late night interviews anymore, but I really wanted this one with Joey. I think you guys are going to like it a lot, so looking forward to airing that one. And tomorrow, um, tomorrow, I'll, well, I'll announce who we're going to have on the show tomorrow at the end of the show. I'll, I'll sit on that one here. Uh, but I do want to let everybody know that tomorrow's show, tomorrow's Winkly, is going to be delayed. It's going to go out a couple hours later than usual, um, just because Impact Wrestling is holding their press pass podcast slash media call uh, tomorrow. They're going to have their new signing, Josh Alexander, on the media call. Uh, but they are also going to be revealing and debuting a former Impact Wrestling champion on the media call. Um, and then we're going to have a chance to ask this person questions we i don't know who the guest is i don't know who they're bringing back but that's a you know they've done these for a while now justin these media calls the impact ones you know some of them are good some of them are weird but uh this seems like a fun way to actually use the the media call to do something that'll actually make some buzz you know yeah no i agree yeah yeah wwe i wish you guys would do that just saying all right well anyway uh let's get to the news news you can use news or leave a bruise what's old is new again because uh, I felt like I was having deja vu watching SmackDown last night, uh, Justin. Uh, the big news coming out of SmackDown is, of course, that Vince McMahon returned uh, to replace Kofi Kingston in his title match against Daniel Bryan with a returning Kevin Owens. Uh, Justin, what do you think of the decision to repeat the Charlotte angle with Kevin Owens here playing the queen? <laughs> well, I mean, you know. The Charlotte Becky Lynch angle is working by all measurements of uh, fan interest and uh, talking about it and reaction. So <laughs> I guess why not do it uh, for a title picture for the guys? And, um, you know, really, I mean, obviously, if you're just reacting to the story, obviously, if you're a Kofi fan, you're enraged, you know, because Kofi just got just plucked right out of it with no real justification. But if you are, uh, Okay. This like we do and are looking at the big picture and, and taking into consideration, you know, what we think we know. It seems like they may have just totally changed the WrestleMania plan. Um, yeah, it does. It does feel that way. I mean, I was expecting Kevin Owens to come around after the Fastlane match here. I don't, I don't know how I feel about this, Justin. Like, I don't know how I feel about them doing that. I mean, OK, say what you will. Some people like what they're doing with the Charlotte Becky Ronda stuff. I'm it's it's not necessarily my cup of tea because it doesn't feel like authentically them a lot of the time um and and in this case here you know man i made my case yesterday to you about how i just want to see them like take this guy push him couple hurdles get to the finish line this is just i don't know uh, it it's too push pull for me i feel like you're stretching the fans here too much doing this kind of stuff uh all, constantly on wwe tv right now well i mean i think from their perspective I mean, you, you might not be wrong there but i think from their perspective it's um 
you know, okay, we got to, you know, we really need to shake things up. We really need to, you know, you know, we need, we need to, we need, we need some, some big things going here. And I, and I think in Vince's mind, there's no greater obstacle than him just flat out walking out there and just completely taking the baby face out of it and, and, and inserting somebody who, who, who truly doesn't deserve it. I mean, to him that he thinks that's the, you know that's 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 the greatest you know heat you can you can you can garner I guess. But, but uh, Steph and you know. Shane, Steph and Shane are there, right? And I don't even think they were like, "Whoa, we are sorry, Kofi. We did not see this." They just were like, "Yep, well, that's dead. That's uh, this is this is, <laughs> this is I guess uh, well, this is happening now. So uh, let's all just sit here quietly and uh, you know think of think of happier times. I guess I I don't know. It, it's weird to me, you know, that the kids like didn't react. One way or another, they were like complicit in it, you know. Well, but at least that's consistent, though, because is it? it's uh, not really, it, it, you know. No, no, it is because okay. uh, over on Raw, you know, uh, as Becky's, you know, mad at at at, at you know, Stephanie saying, "Look, you know, it, it is what it is. My dad's made his decision. It is. You know, I mean, so at least it's consistent." Well, you know? but <laughs> look, Shane, Shane, and Steph have been at odds on and off for years it would have it just you know again it's just like details for me but shane being like wait what no you know and steph being like maybe calm i don't know i don't know maybe trying to like calm him down because like shane's still ba- babying with with miz right now i don't know little details it was just weird to me that you know they they just sat there doing nothing you know well i mean look it, it, it seems it, it seems like a little bit of a mess and, and it's obviously something they've decided on recently. It's not something they had like this, it's not this well laid out plan. They're kind of they're calling the audibles. So, um, you know, last night was a little jumbled up. We'll see what they do next week. And 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 you know, most importantly, it's okay. How do you uh, if, if the ultimate goal is here is to make Kofi? If if if, if indeed Kofi is now going to be destined to get a Mania match uh, against Brian and dare I say win it? Um, now the important thing is okay. What do they do with Kofi as he's now been pulled out of this? You know, do we see him? pull a little stone cold esque like Becky is and start going on a tire. You know, like that to me, that's what I'm watching now is what is, how do they handle Kofi between now and then? Okay. Uh, two things, two things I have to talk about before we move on to the next big news coming out of SmackDown. First of all, Kevin Owens is using the stone cold stunner now, right? He won the main event with that. It's weird to me because you just were like, well, Kofi is in the stone cold Steve Austin role. Uh, another little thing that just made me giggle when I thought about it. It was like, well, this doesn't make any sense. But whatever. Repurpose the move. I don't really have any issue with that. The Vince McMahon thing, though, like, this has got to be building to something, right? The fact that he twice now has just erratically thrown the book out the window and is making these kinds of decisions. I, I got to think that this is in- intentionally building to a moment, a match. I'm not really sure what. But do you also get that vibe? Not necessarily. I, oh, again, okay. because like okay. this, like this one. Again, they're kind of doing things so on the fly. I, I don't know. I mean, I love to think that okay, this is some, this is some early seeds being planted, and it's going to conclude with a showdown between Vince and Triple H, and Triple H saying he runs NXT way better than Vince runs this, and recognizes. You know, we we would all love to, no. that this culminates, but I don't think that's the case. Okay, because you described the thing that I, well, I didn't even think necessarily about Triple H being the one to confront him and, and bringing it to that kind of civil war. But, man, that does, that sounds like a lot of fun. And these are good breadcrumbs for something like that, you know? Yeah, I, but I don't, I don't think they're intentionally doing that. I, mean, I don't think they're intentionally doing that right now, no. I mean, I think, I think they probably decided to, 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 to move Kevin Owens into the spot for Fastlane and maybe potentially move Kofi to Mania. They, they probably decided upon it in the last seven days. So, you know, again, so, so like, okay, well, how do we do this? Vince goes, well, I'll walk out there and I'll pull him out of the, you know, it's just, I, I don't think it's, um, I don't think it's, 
some great script they have uh, for long term right now. You know, so people really didn't like that. I, I uh, last night was like, why didn't Charlotte bring up that Batista like murdered her father the night before in her promo? Like, it seems a little seems to look a little American psycho sociopathic for her to just come out and just be like, I am still just focused on this match. And it's like, no, no F you to Batista for beating up your dad. I don't know. I don't you know what I I didn't even think of that, but that's that's a tr- that's a great point. I didn't even think about that, dude. It's it was and that's and everybody online was like, well, why would she bring it up? It's not part of her storyline, and it's like I don't know details. I want to know details. Like I want to see people reacting uh, to things like human beings, right? Like I don't I don't I don't know how you have Charlotte comment on the Batista thing, right? Is she happy? Batista beat some sense into her dad. Is she upset? Did if Vince had been in control and, and Hunter hadn't, would does she think something like that would have happened? I just think there was a way to maybe marry the two, even, not even long term, but just in a moment there at the top of the promo, just to to get some something out of it, you know? Yeah, I guess for Charlotte, just like you said earlier, for Shane and Stephanie. And Charlotte just goes out there and she goes, well, that's my dad just getting beat up by guys at 70 years old. <laughs> but let me get to what's important here, right? No status update. No, my dad is fine. Not that you people care, you know? Like, <laughs> uh, I didn't even think about that. Now I'm going now I'm gonna fester on that. I, I, now, now you put that in my head. I didn't even realize that. All I got was a waterfall of Twitter responses that were like, stop overthinking it. It has nothing to do with her. And I'm just sitting there staring at this and I'm like, how does this woman come out with a smile on her face, say nothing about this? Her father was nearly, like, murdered backstage by a Hollywood celebrity the night before. <laughs> yeah, I, you're, I, I, I'm with you on that one. That, that, they, they, there should at least been some acknowledgement. All right. Well, you agree with me, and that's all I care about. So to Twitter, think about that. And this is why they hate us. I don't know. All right. Oh, um, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> um, details i want to know details it's a bob's burgers reference okay the other big news story uh coming out of the show last night was that the hardy boys have reunited they are back on tv they defeated the bar originally uh it was announced that uh cesaro of the bar was going to be facing johnny gargano on the show tonight that obviously didn't happen so i would think whatever happened here with the hardy boys probably happened day of or shortly before that Matt Hardy, of course, we talked about yesterday. He had said that his contract was coming up here early March. According to PW Insider, uh, WWE has decided to invoke a clause in the Hardy Brothers deals, rolling them over into a third year. And uh, when they chose to option that clause, they are now having to pay the Hardy Brothers a significant amount more money for this third year. So uh, Matt Hardy, of course, came out with more old school Mattitude, you know, uh, Matt Classic uh, with a couple of the Woken mannerisms mixed in uh he said in a post-match interview that he has now learned to control his woken wonder and uh the broken brilliance inside of him so i uh, i you know honestly I, I like this a lot i kind of like the hybrid matt hardy thing i think he looks good and uh considering the emphasis they're gonna be wanting to put on tag team wrestling here with the looming aw i i just thought this was a really smart move i i liked this act a lot the way it was presented how about you yeah, I mean, just like you said, and I noted this last night on Twitter. You know, if 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 you as a company truly are trying to, um, you know, re-energize your tag division and showcase it, uh, it kind of, you know, why not utilize one of the best brother tag team, one of the best tag teams ever? But of course, brother, you know, you have both of them there. You have both brothers there. Um, they're they're still over. That music's still over. The, the moves they do are still over. That you know, so like, <clears throat> it might as well. And. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously the broken and woken stuff. Uh, it, it, as we saw independently, it has so much, you know, potential of profit, and 
it, it could have in WWE if they truly wanted to let Matt completely just run the show with it. But that's just not how WWE operates. So right. uh, it probably is better off that if, if, if just go with what you know works in the WWE world, which is the Hardy Boys or the, or, or the, or the vintage Hardy Matt Hardy. But like you said, you know, he, he you know, still there's still features of him that, you know, that have that have allowed him to evolve. So it's you feel like you're getting a new, you know, a new version of, of Matt. Yeah, and I think, you know, every year if they want to have Halloween come around and the full moon comes out and he, you know, the Woken Wonder comes out like a werewolf or something and we get that, you know, kind of uh, Hollywood feature or Halloween feature each year. Or a couple, I, I just, I, I hope they would do something like that because it would make me sad to see those vignettes, those those ha- those shorts stop because I really thought that they were going somewhere with those those House Hardy, Hardy compound, uh, you know, vignettes, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I mean the great thing is there's a lot of, you know, again, we've talked about it, you know, between... You know, Bruce Pritchard and, and and all the new agents and you know it seems like there's definitely a changing of the guard in terms of creative input, or uh, so to speak. So you know it's, it's there's no rule that they can't go back to it at some point if they are, you know, looking to freshen things up and uh, and maybe with some more time and 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 new voices in the room, perhaps they can, you know, present it and pitch it in a way that works, but you know, the works the way it should in WWE. So. Uh, well, uh, we saw Kevin Owens come back down, come out on SmackDown last night after returning from injury. Wrestling Observer reporting that Sami Zayn is now also ready to return as well. Uh, he's been recovering since undergoing double shoulder and rotator cuff surgery back in June of 2018. Uh, the report doesn't say which brand he'll be on. It doesn't even say if he'll be a heel or a face. But it does says uh, it does say here he looks to be ready to return. And it's just waiting on uh, WWE creative to find the right thing for him. Um, you know, it would seem it would make sense to put him with KO again. I would think to even the odds with Daniel Bryan and. And Eric Rowan, but uh, what would you do with Sami Zayn, Justin? Quite honestly, Sami Zayn operates best, and as we're seeing again, talking about the two-way street, he operates best in the NXT type of world. I mean, his heel work, very good heel work when when he turned heel and joined with KO, very good heel work. So probably the most enjoyable Sami Zayn stuff I had seen. Uh, he's a very good wrestler. He's very good in the ring, belt to belt. But I mean, let's 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 just be real here. Since he's been on the quote-unquote main roster. The anything of substance that's mattered of consistency has just been that he's Kevin Owens' best friend, and they're either at war with each other or they're best friends. That 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 is literally, if you ask me to define Sami Zayn, I tell you he's Kevin Owens' best friend. Um, and I don't know how many, you know, I don't know how many, you know, trips around the block we can keep doing with that. So, um, you know, I mean, I don't know. I I, I just again, he's a he's a really good athlete. He's a he's a really good wrestler. Um. You know, but I mean, I think there is something kind of comical to it that you know he, he the guy made a lot of his career being under a mask, being called generic. Um, he 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 appeals to a certain audience, and he works really well, like I said, in the NXT confines. But it just seems like, other than being KO's best friend, um, there hasn't been much more on Raw or SmackDown. But if he's if he's coming back to Raw or SmackDown, you know, good that he's healthy. I really would love to see him as a heel. But again, we have all this talent, we have you know, all the people that bring it up from NXT and and all just everything going on. It's like. Okay, where do you fit him in, Matt? You know what I mean? I don't know. So. It, it is. It is such a crowded, fresh field here going into WrestleMania. I mean, the whole card is going to be taking shape shortly after Fastlane, uh, and it does seem like there's a lot of sifting out going out uh, going on right now. Um, you know, y- you talk about Sami Zayn working well as a friend or an enemy of Kevin Owens. You know, Sami Zayn has really resonated well on social media, uh, saying and praising and doing a lot of things that Daniel Bryan, the heel, is doing right now, honestly. 
Um, I could I could easily see Sammy coming back and empathizing with uh, Daniel Bryan and taking the side of the the progressive, uh, green-hearted Daniel Bryan. You know. Well I, well, I don't see Sammy Zayn's social media posts because apparently I'm blocked from him on Twitter. So. What? Oh, yeah. it's okay. Our truth has blocked me. That's the one. I don't know what I did to offend Truth, who's doing great, by the way. So I don't know. Weird. Um, all right, uh, let's switch it up here. Let's talk to Hall of Fame. Uh, WWE has announced that the Honky Tonk Man is going to join DX uh, alongside. He's going to join DX this year in the WWE Hall of Fame class. Uh, I did sit down with Sean Waltman to talk about his Hall of Fame induction. Um, of course, Sean and I talk all the time, so uh, I'm going to air it next week uh, so I can save room for tomorrow's uh, interview. But yeah, I got his impressions on it. But let me get yours. What do you think about Honky Tonk Man finally joining the class here, Justin? Well, he's deserving, you know. Um... Obviously, there's a very there's a large inconsistency of criteria. You know, there's, there's there's no official criteria in the Hall of Fame, and I say this every year to people who don't understand this. The Hall of Fame is just like putting together a wrestling show. You need a headlining act, you need a mid card act, you need a woman, you know, you need a manager. You know, I mean, it's, it's, that's what it is. Um, but he's certainly deserving. Uh, he is one of the best Intercontinental Champions ever. I mean, he I mean he was champion for like sixty something weeks. I mean, he, he 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 held the IC. Put this in perspective. He held the IC title. For almost as long as WCW was beating WWE back in the Monday Night Wars. I mean, it's an impressive, um, impressive run. Now, granted, they didn't have the rate of television programming that they do now, um, you know, but but still impressive. Um, he, he was a good character. You know, one of those memorable. You know, if you ask somebody, if, you know, hey, who, what do you remember about wrestling in the '80s during that booming golden period? Period. Certainly, he's one of those characters that comes up. Um, you know, good on the mic. So yeah, you know, d- d- deserving. Um, yeah, I'll never forget. I think it was what SummerSlam was it SummerSlam '88 or '89 where he took the title or Ultimate Warrior took the title off him in like t- in like five seconds. You remember this? Yeah, I think yeah, I do. I think it was SummerSlam '90 actually. I think. Okay. Okay. '89 or '90? It wasn't '88. It was '89 or '90? Yes, I do remember that. Um, I do remember that. One. Oh man, that was when I was a kid. I don't know why. I think it. Well, Warriors obviously just like. Uh, you know, big personality as it is. But I remember Honky Talk Man losing that title and, you know, he came out and did the whole song and dance thing and, and dropped it real quick. That was, I don't know, that, that's one of my earliest childhood memories. And so long overdue yeah. here. Happy to see him going in. Yeah. You know, you know, last year we got the whole Jeff Jarrett and uh, Roadie doing the With My Baby Tonight. I wonder if we can get Billy Gunn as a rockabilly um, since, since since rockabilly was a was 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 a Honky Talk Man uh, protege. Oh. Back in the, and 96, uh, I think it was. Oh, he, you're right. And then Billy could be a two-time Hall of Famer before even getting his own personal induction. So, you know, just <laughs> carve out a wing for Billy Gunn. Uh, whatever yeah. you can do to get in the good graces of AEW's first producer at this point. Um, well, we had uh, some backstage Raw notes uh, from us here exclusively at Wrestling Inc. Um, so uh, here's a couple things from Raw uh, that we found out. Roman Reigns uh, was kept very well hidden from everybody. Only Titus and WWE officials really knew he was going to be there. Uh, before it was announced online that he was uh, that he of course was there, uh, Charlotte and Randy Orton were not backstage because again Charlotte, I, I look, dude, big seventieth birthday party, Justin, everybody's there, Sting, Ric Flair, Charlotte can't hop in town a night before the tapings of SmackDown to to come wish her dad a happy birthday. No, she was working a live event. Uh, oh well, oh she couldn't request that. Hey, there's a giant party going on for my dad. I mean. They obviously well. They, I mean, she's one of the she's one of those she's one of those big advertising pieces when they do SmackDown only house shows. So like her and Orton are like two of the bigger ones. So I, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm with you. I would think 
Hmm. You'd want to have her there, and you could put somebody else on the damn house show. But they they deemed that she was important for the draw. I'm just saying, personally, doesn't mention Batista beating him up. I mean, there is there heat between these two. I mean, I don't know. You know, it just seems like Charlotte's. You know, you know, ghosting her dad. You know, twice in one week here, in my opinion. All right, anyway, um, <laughs> the Rock's mom, the Rock's mom. <laughs> People are going to think that I'm serious right now, and I have to clarify. That was a very straight-faced joke. Jesus. Uh, despite, despite The Rock's mom, Atta, being there, The Rock was not there. Uh, Bruce Pritchard uh, was there. It was his first night on the job. Apparently, he spent a fair amount of time speaking in the hallway after the show with Roman Reigns, so building a rapport, I would guess, and, and trying to get... You know when I when I read this honestly my first thought was Bruce Pritchard going to Roman Reigns and saying Roman what do you what do you want to be doing right now you tell me where you see Roman Reigns at so that they can counter and say here's what we see and we can come somewhere in the middle I, I, that, to me that's the conversation I would be having with the man you know yeah it makes sense given Roman's return and given Bruce trying to catch up to speed of where where they're going yeah yeah um but very cool that's the only Bruce Pritchard tidbit we had and again that was just me speculating um and the re- there was a brief boo during Roman Reigns promo um and uh we found out I guess that the there was somebody who in the audience yelled you suck during the promo Reigns was giving and the people around him began to boo that man but they were not booing Roman Reigns. What a dick. Yeah, that's 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 a guy who um obviously he wanted a little bit of attention and wanted to start like the you know, wanted to get his you know voice heard or whatever. That's a guy that needs to read the audience and realize this is not the night to do that uh, What a dick. I like to have a drink at a wrestling show, but Jesus people, keep it together. Um, and on the note here, I'll, I'll skip ahead for just a moment with all these big names we've talking about backstage, you know, obviously Batista was there, David Arquette, wink guest of the Winkley, David Arquette was also backstage. Did you see the photo of the gift David gave Ric Flair for his birthday? I feel like I did see a photo, but I don't remember what it was. What was it? It is a creepy ass Ric Flair marionette and it's like a nightmare. <laughs> I have no idea why he would give this man this marionette. <laughs> It's, it's very it's spooky. It's very, very David Arquette. It's a spooky thing. Um, anyway, uh, all these people got interviewed. There's going to be, according to PWInsider.com, they're filming a documentary about Ric Flair based on the day. So while he didn't get to have his, his party got crashed by Batista, but during the day it sounds like there was kind of a Ric Flair party going on uh, all day long. Uh, Becky Lynch was arrested on Monday Night Raw on Twitter yesterday. She shared her mugshot joining uh, Vince McMahon in the halls of gimmicked mugshots. Hers is pretty good. Hers is hers is pretty good. I would put it on a mug or a t-shirt. Absolutely, put it on a t-shirt. I mean, I why not? I mean, people are right now anything anything involving Becky Lynch, people are pretty pretty on board with. So get it, get get the money while you can. All right, and the last story of the day here uh, before we get to the Joey Janela interview. PWInsider.com had an update on the uh, lawsuit that Jeff Jarrett currently has against Impact Wrestling and Anthem, and uh, he has amended this lawsuit now. He's looking for more money. He's looking for seeking $5 million in damages from Impact and Anthem, um, representing the cost of all the episodes of the GFW Amped series he did and the reason he's looking for the total cost of that series is apparently Impact and Anthem destroyed the master recordings of his GFW Amped series. How do you do that this day and age, Justin? I mean, you have to work really hard 
to destroy an entire edited show like that. That's- yeah, that's some um that's either some major amateur hour nonsense or they obviously were do- doing it to 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 screw with him. I mean like, yeah, I mean like in this day and age Everything exists in some cloud. Nothing's ever gone forever. Um, but the, but but I think if I read if I read correctly, isn't Anthem saying like they deleted it to make because they needed to make room? It's like here's what, what it said. Of- it's I've got to Justin. I'm glad you brought that up because I copy pasted this line into my run sheet here. It says in disguise. <laughs> No wait, no wait. Yeah, let's take this very. This isn't like my Charlotte commentary earlier. I'm doing very serious journalism now. Um, okay. In Discovery, it was revealed that Jarrett was informed on the uh, informed of this in November 2018, with Impact telling him the tapes were quote deleted in the normal court in the normal course of business long prior to the onset of this litigation in order to free up storage space on Anthem Wrestling's systems. Here's the thing, Justin. I have a pretty nice PC computer that I hook my nice board and, and microphone up to. I think I could hold eight <laughs> hour-long episodes. Like, what, t- what, kind of cra- what kind of Cracker Jack IT staff? Do they, do they, nobody could go on Amazon and order a few terabyte hard drives? This like, is what? the worst. This is... Oh, oh it hurts. Uh, to, in order to free up storage space on Anthem Wrestling Systems, which I guess is a hard drive they bought for $100 at a Best Buy. Um, that sounds, you know what, even though, even, though, even though this kind of stuff wasn't like as, as sophisticated back uh, in like 2000, 2001, this sounds like something we would heard of like a random Monday in like January of 2001, you know, when WCW is in its final weeks of, of, of dying. This, and like randomly like, Nitro does not air on TNT, and we we would then find out the next day from Meltzer that somebody accidentally <laughs> deleted. I don't know. Like this just sounds like something like that, like like from like the the deadest of days that WCW would do, like that, that they would like delete a show. I don't know. This is just this is amateur hour. Yeah, and I like what Impact is doing right now. It does not bring me joy to read this story. It is just uh, uh, it is jaw dropping. Uh, well, Jared and Co. Uh, aver that Anthem and Impact have engaged in unfair, deceptive, or fraudulent contact, which is likely to cause, if it has not already, customer confusion, violation of Tennessee common law. Uh, also, he's amended the suit to note that Impact and Anthem have no plans on working with the beginning in the future, using his name or likeness, which will prop, which will possibly pave the way for WWE to start licensing and using the Jeff Jarrett name for for other things, which is a whole different conversation. I'll have our our trademark guy do something on this. So. Anyway, uh, this is a mess. This is a mess, Justin. Jeff Jarrett. I mean, sounds like the man's owed some money. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, he spent. Yeah, I mean, if you spent, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars producing stuff and they just delete it, that's just, I can't get past that. I, I'm just, I'm picturing like, I'm just picturing like the, 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 the back room of, of wherever their computers are and like just what that's what that whole situation looks like. This just sounds so so poorly, such poor infrastructure. At this time, it's my pleasure to welcome to the show one of the key attractions for WrestleMania weekend due to Joey Janela's spring break. But it's going to be in parts one and two this year. It is the man himself, the latest signing of AEW, Joey Janela. Joey, welcome to the Winkley. Hey. 
<laughs> Welcome to sh- Joey. Now I gotta ask you first. Like, how are you feeling? How how are you recovering from injury? The last time I saw you was at the AEW Jacksonville rally where you uh, were laying out MJF. Yeah, I feel I feel good. Um, the knee seems to be coming along now. I was behind schedule, and now it seems like I'm with like at par with schedule. Um, I don't think I'm behind anymore, um, but uh, yeah, it was definitely a rough situation. I've never dealt with an injury like that, and um, yeah, it's just a lot of therapy and um, a lot of uh, you know mental mind games. But you know, it's coming along and uh, getting the flexibility back in my knee. That was most important, and now uh, seems to be getting there. Okay, so uh, come double or nothing, are you confident you're going to be uh, able to perform? No, that's up to the doctor, you know, uh, no idea yet, you know, um, yeah, it's just, uh, the, the way my MCL was torn, you know, it really, uh, really exploded and, uh, you know, that's up to the doctor's orders and, uh, I don't want to get back in the ring and blow out my knee again. And, uh, especially at this time when, uh, you know, signed somewhere finally and, uh, you know, making some real money. Yeah, and, and that's the thing is, talk to me a little bit about where your head is at right now. I mean, you're dealing with this injury, but you also have more opportunity in front of you than than ever before. I mean, how has it been been playing in your psyche? Yeah, it was. It's been fine. I I uh, kind of wanted to disappear out of the spotlight for a little bit, but you know that didn't happen. I sure. Did commentary one place, and then started. You know, people started like that, so I stuck stuck to doing that and. Uh, just being around the boys and being around the business, um, you know, you know, really something to look forward to instead of just, you know, laying around all day, which, which was majority, the beginning of this, um, injury. And after surgery was a lot of me just, you know, depressed and just chilling in my, uh, dark room playing on Twitter, but your dark room, that's the, that's the sad, you sound like Rivers Cuomo, you know, I I'm, mean, that's a sad thing to say, Joey. Yeah. I live a sad life. People don't, people think I'm all happy and go fun. It's I'm a sad boy. It's just, uh, well, I, I don't believe that. You know, it's funny before we talk because you've been re- by the way, you are a, a, like a white whale. You're hard to nail down for an interview like this. Um, yeah. you, you, you know that. And, you know, as, I, as I'm waiting to, to connect, for, connect with you for this interview, and I'm like, what, what's going to get me in the Joey Janela spirit? I went and I went and I watched this YouTube video back of you and Zandig from the spot where you got dropped from the top of the, the building, the GCW, the Tournament of Survival match. Um, you know, take, take me back to that moment. Like, you, you hadn't had the success you have now. I mean, what was it like for you then? And, like, kind of reflect on what, what that moment meant to you, I guess, a little bit. I think I was on the road already, if that happened or not. But I don't think I would have been – It would the, the explosion would have happened without that um, situation. Um, you know, it was just uh, another day for me. The same way I felt then, I feel now. <laughs> I'm the same person. Nothing has changed. Um, my in-ring style hasn't changed, even though – I have been wrestling for five months, but it's just, uh, you know, it's just, uh, you know, it is a moment and, uh, it's something people will look at for years to come. And, uh, 
That's all I wanted out of the deal. I didn't know it was going to go viral. I didn't know it was going to go on the What are you talking ESPN. about? You got dropped off of a top, the top of a building through light tubes into the back of a truck bed. I mean, that's some unique stuff there. Yeah, yeah. And I'd do it again. And, uh, you know, really, that's that's the way I live. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it was, uh, I'm living the dream. Well, and, and shortly after that, to I some, mean, okay, go ahead. To Sorry. some, living the dream is not getting thrown off a building into the back of a truck bed but to me that's living the dream well you sound a lot like nick foley there i mean you know that's that's kind of you know a lot of i mean do you see a lot of do you see any similarities with with you and mick at all yeah um well mick told me that the bump i took was the craziest bump in the history of professional wrestling which is pretty crazy coming out of the mouth of mick foley who took the craziest bumps in the history of professional wrestling so, yeah, I, I can see that. Uh, you know, Mick Foley is, you know, he he did his – he did these big, big crazy bumps. He took these risks, and uh, he never changed, you know. Wherever he went, WCW, ECW, WWF, it was – he always played the big risk, uh, you know, you know, that big risk game. And, uh, yeah, I, I you know, I grew up watching Mick Foley, big fan. And, uh, you know, I, I told his daughter that his career kind of also ruined my life watching him. Sure. <laughs> throughout no. the years. So, yeah. You know, I got a, I got a funny, you know, when I was in a, when I was in middle school, uh, I'm, I'm 34. I don't know how old you are, but I'm 34. And uh, there was a WrestleMania party I went to with some friends when I was in middle school. And I couldn't find thumbtacks, but I brought a bunch of nails and I threw them out on the on the floor, and everyone was like, "That's you're gonna murder somebody, Nick. You need to put those nails away. It's not the same thing." You know, it it, it Mick had a, a unique influence. Um, but you you had such you had such a a breakout there on the indie scene, and and these spring break shows seemed to to follow there and flourish. I mean, what is your take on how popular this Joey Janela spring break phenomena has become? Uh, WrestleMania weekend. I think I was just right place, right time. Game changer was right place, right time. Um, and, you know, it was just the, the way we got to work um, with the first show. Um, if you looked into the promotional of that show, it's just, uh, it's just crazy. And, uh, you know, I don't have my video guy anymore. He, he's moved on to greener pastures and bigger money. And, uh, you know, we're going to have videos this year for sure in the next, the next month yeah we're gonna have big big production videos um we found guys to do so but uh he was a big part of the just everything just the do you promotion use, do, and do you want to say his name or you want to say his name john carlo john carlo demo. yeah absolutely but yeah no nah, of course i'll say his name but he was a big part of the success of spring break um and he's with uh, the videos he's since enough. moved on he, he works for wwe now right yes yes sir and yeah. uh you know, he's just getting his footing there, and he's getting the work. And uh, you know, that barbershop video he did a couple of weeks ago was uh, pretty spectacular. And uh, you know, that's just a taste of his work to come. You know, uh, he's gonna, you know, I think he's gonna fill some big shoes there in the future. And uh, he's not only a good video guy, a good editor, he's a good mind. You know, he basically made the careers of me and MJF and others. So, you know, he basically you know helped us with our gimmicks and uh that's why we're at where we're at right now so 
Very smart mind. I, I, I'm glad you took the time to say that. That was great. Um, and, and these Janela Spring Break shows, though, I mean, let's be honest here, though. You know, we, I was setting the groundwork here talking about what you did with Zandig and how you kind of lit the whole viral independent scene on fire. You know, GCW smart, smart enough to, to take your attitude, turn it into this whole thing here. You know, you faced Marty Jannetty in the first one ever. Uh, take me back uh, to, to facing Marty. What was that like? You know, to to get to have that moment there and make that the signature main event of Janela's Spring Break. Well, the main thing was keeping Marty sober up until that match on that day. You know, that was like the <laughs> that was frightening. It was, uh, you know, Marty. He's known to drink. He's known to party. Um, especially when he's got a match coming up. His ankle is his ankles are mangled. He has some kind of uh, some kind of. Um, handicap um i forgot the name of it but it's when your ankles kind of turn inwards oh like so a club a club foot yeah something like that okay. I, don't, I don't know but they're just mangled ankles like eh. and for him to do that match you know and for me to get him to do that match you know how he was you know he basically was sober I think he took. He asked me if he could take a painkiller, and I said, "Yeah, sure, man. Your ankles are fucked. You know, I'm not gonna deny you. <laughs> you, you, you've done it, man. It's, you know, you got. You're still. You're still living. <laughs> I, I just, you know, and he's a great guy, and uh, he, he gets a lot of, sh- like, a lot of bullshit. You know, for some of the stuff he says on the internet, and I don't know why he says that stuff, and. You Maybe know, for uh, attention. You know, I get the I get the idea sometimes it's for attention, you know. Yeah, it's on his Facebook. I, I, the guy doesn't have Twitter, or, thank God, or Instagram. So it could be a lot worse. But he is Marty Janetti. You know, he kind of, uh, you know, put the shit out of the stick. And, you know, Remember. It's, it's, to some degree it's his fault. And, you know, but it is what it is. And it was great to have him there and. He got that. Uh, he had a great moment with me, and uh, he, he he does appreciate it. Well, what are you looking forward to on this year's Joey Janela Spring Break card? I've, I've seen uh, the clusterfuck is back. I know the clusterfuck match is back. Um, what else is going on this year? What do you what do you think people should be excited about for Janela Spring Break? We just uh, this year is is very strange. Um, very strange the way it's come about. Sold out four minutes we decided to add a second show that also damn. sold out in four minutes damn was that and, what, uh, did you always have the plan to do two nights or was it was it no. just because you just sold out so quickly the first night no we just sold out so quickly people were pissed that they didn't get tickets damn. the building is smaller and we do want to scam everyone out of their money so it was you know opportunistic to add that second night and uh you know you know, it gives us a chance to do something different. You know, you take those risks sometimes, you know. You know, it could work. if it doesn't work out, we go back to one night next year. It's uh, it's not a big deal, but it's WrestleMania weekend. And to some of these Indies fans, now it's spring break weekend. So might as well add a second show. Yeah, let them have a good time. You ever think about just turning it? You could do like the Fire Do you watch the Fire Festival documentaries? Yeah, yeah. You you should do Joey Janela's Fire Festival, you know. I don't know. I don't know if that was solid as fast as 
you think, but mm, ne- negative <laughs> idea. Uh, now, I, I, you know, you talked about Giancarlo earlier and the great video work he did. Uh, there was an awesome little video tease uh, for GCW is headed to Japan for two shows later this year. Uh, I thought that was very cool. I mean, what does it mean to you to see GCW uh, expanding and, and doing an international show like uh, Two Nights in Japan? Uh, it means a lot. And, uh, you know, it means a lot to me because I know I had a lot to do with it and uh, the rise of that company. And, um, you know, just b- between me getting thrown off the building was a spark that ignited that fire and the spring break shows. And then the, we added a loss of New York show. And now right. we're going to California. We're right. going to Chicago. And yeah. Trying to find different markets, you know, to um, different markets to uh, show, show everyone our product. And our product's a lot different from anything out there right now because it doesn't shy away from a lot. A lot of people walk out eggshells these days and, GCW does not, you know, and, uh, you know, that's, you know, it's really a, it's really a cool, cool, you know, thing that's going on right now. It's a cool movement. And, uh, that's one of the main reasons I didn't want to sign an exclusive contract to AEW because I didn't want to walk away from GCW. That's my main focus. You know, you know, when I, the exclusive contract doesn't mean I'm wrestling indies all over the place. It means that, You'll still see me at the GCW shows, so that's pretty good. It's a pretty good deal. Were you given the option to sign an exclusive deal that would not include your your working with G- GCW? Yeah, 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 it was. I but I, I had to kind of tell them uh, I don't want to abandon this, you know, project. You know, um, I'm a big part of it, and uh, I'm big behind the scenes there, and I, I really don't want to abandon it. So, you know. You know, it's uh, I'm not going to be taking many indie bookings. You know, I'm going to be wrestling for my friends um, a few places. And, uh, you know, as soon as things pick up at uh, AEW and they're running, they're going to be running very frequently. I just, uh, you know, I want to have that ability to whenever I have time to go do a match at GCW, go put on a show somewhere and, uh, you know, just uh, continue to do my thing. Uh, good for you, Joey. I, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a big fan of what GCW and Brett, you know, are, are doing. Uh, Bloodsport is a whole different conversation I could have uh, with you. I, I had Josh Barnett on the show last week, and you know, the way he talks about his show is very different than the way we're talking about your show. I think it's great uh, that you guys have that kind of umbrella. And, and I wonder, in your opinion, I mean, is GCW a bit of a sleeping giant right now? kind of in, in the North American landscape? Yeah, I, I think it is. And especially with Deathmatch Wrestling and, you know, it's uh, gaining a whole new audience. And uh, I've said this before, like, I think GCW could probably have one of the biggest Deathmatch crowds ever in the world uh, at some point in the next few years um, for a Deathmatch show. But um, are they di- are they just Deathmatch, though? Because w- what I think is interesting is Josh Barnett's Blood Sports show is a very heavily based MMA show. It's not a deathmatch show. We're not going to see the, you know, Davy Boy Smith Jr. rolling around in thumbtacks. We got uh, Joey Janela's Spring Break, which is, you know, it, you guys always have great matches and things, but it's a personality kind of thing. They, they really love you. The deathmatch wrestling is, I know, the pulse of GCW, but when you look at the biggest attractions, that's not, I, I don't think what necessarily people think of as GCW at the moment. Yeah, but now we're, 
intricate uh, death matches into everything. Mm, um, you true. know, uh, the spring break main event is a death match. Truth. Um, the Jimmy Lloyd and Takeda, who's right. one of the best death match wrestlers in the world. Jimmy Lloyd can drink. He can drink now, right? He's allowed to drink. He's he's legal. He's allowed to drink. Oh, good for him. But uh, yeah, that's the. You know, that's one of the headlining matches of spring break this year. And we're in New Jersey. We're in our, on our home turf. And we're going to show, you know, the WrestleMania crowd um, the bread and butter of GCW. And it's something that they haven't got to, gotten to see yet at um, a spring break show. And uh, this year, I think Takeda and Jimmy Lloyd will probably be the most viewed live American death match in the history of um, American wrestling. Uh, which is just huge in itself in the implications of deathmatch wrestling going mainstream. Um, and, it, and in the last couple of years, it has gone mainstream with the, the bump I took and the David Arquette incident. And, uh, right. you know, it's gone mainstream somewhat for, for good and bad. And uh, also the CCW Vice documentary, which, you know, was very good, very well, well done. But I think this is just, you know, this is the next step and, Having this match, that's also, you know, it's it's just why Joe. I'm not gonna lie. Like I brought my girlfriend to the the GCW show here in Chicago, and we had to leave like the second match in because she was like, "This is way too much blood. I'm uncomfortable." Right, and so she doesn't get to go to GCW shows with me anymore. You know, she thought she was gonna be able to hang it, and it yeah. was not. You know, there's there's a certain threshold there. I mean, when you talk about deathmatch wrestling going mainstream, I mean. How how mainstream are you really? I mean, are you thinking AEW is going to start doing deathmatch wrestling? Well, it's I'm sure I'm sure it's being discussed. Do you uh, think it is? I mean, well, I mean, you're in well, the mix, obviously. Me, me and, you know, they have me, Jimmy Havoc, who's also known for deathmatches on their roster. Truth. Yeah. So, you know, that they could take a big big leap there for deathmatch wrestling. They have a few guys that are willing to kill themselves, especially Jimmy Havoc on the roster, who does deathmatches more than me. I've only done five or five death matches in my entire career. So it's just, uh, what are you going to see? Are we going to get like gusset plates and syringes? I mean, you know, how far are you willing to, I mean, that's, that's what I guess. I don't know. I've seen, I've seen some wild death match stuff, you know, like, I don't just don't know how far you, you think AEW would be willing to take it. I don't know. It has never been a, it's, there's never been a discussion yet, but okay. you know, with Jimmy Havoc signing to the roster, you know, that's, his bread and butter. And, you know, if it, you know, if a death match happens somewhere in a big arena in front of 15,000 people, you know, so be it. And uh, that's a whole different level. And uh, we're not even close to that because we don't even know where the AEW is going right now. Uh, yeah. but, well, I, mean, I don't know. You obviously sound like, I don't know. You sound like a bit in the dark. I mean, the impression we're getting is there's going to be, some some major TV deal, and you guys will be doing some touring. Are you getting that impression as well? Oh yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, but you know, it's just uh, it's in the early stages. You know, it's something big. It's something exciting. Well, talk. I mean, give, I mean, I, Joey, I know I told you to keep you here for twenty. Do you mind giving me? You got some a little bit more time? Can I? Can you give me? Yeah, a little sure, more? sure. Oh, thank you. Appreciate that. Um, I mean, well, tell me what it feels like to be in this year. Now, I mean, what was it like being approached by these guys? I mean, how does it feel to be a part of this very new thing? It was just, uh, I asked I asked Matt in, after Media Weekend, I said, now that dust is settled and spring break is out of the way, is there any place I could send my 
VHS and 8x10 to possibly get on the show. And I really never hit up anybody to get on anything, you know, and that's always been me. Uh, but uh, I hit up Matt because I'm friendly with him. And um, he said, ah, oh, man, he hit me up like five minutes later. I said, no, nah, man, you, you, you can get on. And then uh, it was just pretty wild how fast it happened. He, he hit up Cody, hit up Nick, and they they said, yeah, let's definitely put him on. And uh, didn't know I was going to get a big showcase match like I, I did on that show. Yeah, you and Adam Page, but, right? Yes, with, it, it was with, huge. I'm with, wrestling one of their guys. You yeah. know, um, so it was really cool experience. And then after that, you know, there's there was rumblings that something big was going to happen. And, uh, you know, of course, we thought there was, you know, there's going to be a, a sequel to all in, you know, how soon it was going to be. And uh, and from there, it was when it started getting crazy messages. And, uh, you know, it, it just it happened so fast. And. You know, um, great. Now, wait, crazy messages. Now, I'll slow it down. What, what's like a what is it? What's a crazy message? Well, just that they're going full force with this, that, you know, this is going to be a thing. This is going to be a promotion. This is going to be a touring show. This might possibly have a TV deal. But this is very much in the early stages of me knowing about what was going on here. But then it was like, you know, things start brewing and, uh, you know, everything's in place now and, sure, uh, sure. you know, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be something awesome. You know, I don't, I don't, I'm not on the business side of knowing anything about TV deals or anything like that, but it's big, it's going to be huge. And, uh, you know, it's what fans, they want that uh, alternative to, um, WWE and, uh, you know, they got it, you know, uh, and, uh, I just hope they, full force support it and they and they are they show sold out in 24 minutes i mean have you, just... you're joey janela i mean you have some cachet right and wwe is looking for people with cachet i mean have you had talks with with them in the past i mean what what do you feel your value has been up until this AEW deal came along well i was working for gabe i was working for evolve yeah i had the belt for him and right um they put the belt on me in the first night because they were losing a lot of their guys to WWE and, uh, you know, they wanted a guy with buzz to, you know, you know, draw people to those shows during the summer. And, uh, yeah, I talked to Gabe a few times about, you know, handshake, you know, here obligating myself to WWE, but you know, it, it is what it is. You know, it's just, uh, I want to be a part of something different and I want to be a part of history and, uh, you know, who knows, uh, five, six, ten years from now, you know, I could end up in WWE. Who knows? Um, this is the path. This is the path of uh, I've chosen. And it's been a very strange one, 13 years to get to a major contract. And, uh, you know, a lot of guys, they, they've offered me contracts, but the money's not there. You know, it's just uh, the money's here and it's part of history and it's. It's going to be a, a spectacle, and uh, I can't wait to be a part of it. You, you got a you got a shark swimming in the waters with Chris Jericho. I can't imagine that. You, I mean, I know you guys were backstage at least, you know, in, in Jacksonville and you know, uh, at Chicago here for All In. I mean, are, what what kind of advice are you are you getting from him right now? He's someone who's you know weathered similar kind of waters to you. Yeah, it's just uh, I've talked to Chris on Instagram. I met him at a Fozzie show. Uh, through 
we went, we had a show in Vegas and he had a show in Vegas. So, uh, we all went to the Fozzie show, me, Teddy Hart, and a couple others. Nice. Disco, Inf- that, Disco Inferno. Oh, good. It was a weird crew. That's a great crew. That's a hilarious yeah. crew. All right. Yeah. Yeah. We, we just hung out, and that was the first time I met Chris. And the next day, I did his podcast with Teddy. And uh, ever since then, I, Chris has been real awesome. He's, you know, giving me advice on, you know, and, and whatnot. And, uh, you know, he's someone I look up to. He's, uh, you know, um, sometimes people compare me to a young Chris Jericho my charisma charisma like um approach that he has and uh you know who knows you know i you know i, I look forward to sharing many locker rooms with him and uh you know hitting the road yeah you know and uh you, you're also on the road right now you're you're also a part of being the elite uh you know i i you know catch it here and there you're you're trying to find your spot on that show right now as well What's it like to to feel a part of of being the elite right now and, and find like you know you're they're having you do different things right now you know different gimmicks magician stuff you know what what's it feel like? It's cool. They just let me do whatever I want and show me <laughs> on my phone and then I send it in and, that, and that's it. <laughs> so wait, so do you do you chose to do the magician thing? Because that's the thing that sticks out the most in my head recently. Yeah, they they let me do whatever I want every week. So hmm. I just send it to Matt and Nick and. They give it the thumbs up usually. They give it the thumbs up every other time, so they never said this is too much. <laughs> and uh, I hope uh, the creative freedom that's great. You know, the, I'm working for these guys. Well, that, uh, big. Well, I mean, how is it? I mean, th- these are guys that were your contemporaries in a lot of ways, right? I mean, Cody and the Bucks and you, you all, you know, gained and you know, rose in popularity at the same time. How is it working with them as like your boss as executives as opposed to just guys in the locker room? They're great dudes. And, uh, you know, um, you know, let's see. I've never had a I've never been restricted. Um, that's a thing. Um you know, I've always had, I've always walked to the beat of my own drum. You know, I have, I've, most indie promoters that bring me in in the last three years have let me do whatever I wanted. And if, and if I cross that line, you know, so be it. So it's going to be interesting to be a part of something as big as AEW and, you know, kind of a corporate environment. Well, it is. <laughs> and uh, we'll see what happens. You know, it's going to be a test for me to see you know and but it's great that these guys are going to let me have my creativity and my input and you know so that that's pretty cool to me that i don't have to have a match completely scripted by dean malenko it's uh you know i i don't want to have my promo scripted 100 percent by somebody some writer out of you know nyu it's i they give me that creative freedom you know, and that's great. And uh, that will go a long way for me. Um, and I think it's the right move for me right now to sign to an AEW and not a WWE because, you know, uh, who, who knows how that would work out at this point <laughs> after uh, these promoters and everyone let me run wild over the last the last three years on social media and, and in person. So who knows? Let Joey Janela be Joey Janela, I guess is what That's you're it. saying. Yeah, right. Um, now, alongside that, uh, I got to say, you know, at, at All In, of course, you were accompanied by your then-girlfriend, Penelope Ford. What is the status of your relationship with Penelope Ford? 
Oh, we're just uh, we're just friends at the moment, and it's uh, it is what it is. And, uh, we dated on and off for four years. You know, the last time we broke up, we broke up for about eight months, and um, no one knew because we didn't put it out there, and that was hard to do. You know, uh, you know when a lot of people on social media are, you know, tagging you, saying your girlfriend and this and that, and you guys are not together, and you know, you guys are seeing other people or stuff we got back together and uh and then we split up again so who knows it's uh i don't know what to compare it to but um oh, man. you're macho man miss elizabeth baby you know like hulk hogan's got her for the moment i mean maybe you get her back i don't know is that what you want well that's yeah you know uh, i wouldn't mind you know you know f- f- mending that fence but who knows you know all i know is her dms are exploding right now and it's just, you know, just, uh, you know, hard for me, but it is what it is. You know, at least we all got on Valentine's Day and, you know, both being single, you know. Mm, yeah. At least we hung out there and, you know, still fight like a couple every two hours. So oh. who knows, you know. It sounds, but, uh, it, sounds like, it sounds complicated between you two. It's very complicated. It's very complicated because... Now we uh, got contracts and <laughs> you got, you got to maintain gonna... relations now, right? You have to put on the, yeah. the perception that you, you are a, a rational, functional, hardcore couple. Yeah, no, not really. Cause it's out there, but mm. we just gotta, you know, we just gotta make sure we're professional and, you know, we don't let anything get away, uh, get in the way of um, the success we've had. But uh, you know, who knows if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. If, Next logical step for me is to start dating uh, celebrities and and uh, whatever. But, uh, you got your, you got your eye on anyone? I mean, you want to take your shot? Is there somebody you want to like Ariana Grande? Are you the next one in line for that? I mean, I, who you knows? Know. Who knows? You know, okay. you know, uh, you know. I, I I've gone through my logical stages of from strippers to other people, and <laughs> it's just. <laughs> Now, now I got to take the next step, you know, and uh, just, uh, you know, head into that show business, Man. that TMZ, that TMZ life. I, I agree. You know? you know, me and my me and my girlfriend, we love we watch the Total Bellas. We watch the Total Divas. I mean, we're trash TV people. I mean, you see, you kind of come across like you'd be perfect for trash TV. You and Penelope, honestly, like maybe missed opportunity or un, un you know, taken opportunity yet. Yeah, I, I think so. I think so. Mm-hmm. Um, Mm-hmm. If you followed the, our relationship to this point, if that was on TV, I'm sure it would be must watch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just, uh, yeah, it's a complicated relationship. And, uh, you know, we talk to each other every day still. And, uh, you know, we're going to we're going to really uh, take the next step together and, uh, you know, really make something out of this uh, success we've come into and uh, this opportunity that AEW presents to us. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be. It's going to be a, a challenge, and it's going to be cool. All right. Uh, well, uh, Joey, I want to thank you so much for the time. Uh, you have been more than accommodating. Uh, how does – I mean, are you're inside it, baby. I mean, you're a child – I mean, wh- how old are you, Joey? I don't mean to blow tw- your age. Tw- 29. Twenty. Okay, so you're a child of the Attitude Era as well. I mean, if yes. it, 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 I mean, does it, it, does it just feel awesome? I mean, does it just feel yeah. cool? Yeah. Yeah, this is, uh, you know – is wild right now. I think uh, I think the next couple of years it's gonna be uh, 
you know, WWE, and then is going to be in that spot, and 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 AEW is going to be that competitor, uh, and then GCW is coming right up behind him, and it's going to be that ECW, and uh, that's my opinion, and I think that's how it's going to be, and uh, you know, you guys, I'll, I'll put money on it that that's going to be the situation, and uh, it's going to be interesting, interesting few years coming up, and uh, we're living in interesting times. Thank you very much, Joey Janela, for joining me at that late night hour uh, for a uh, wonderful conversation all about uh, his time in GCW, uh, working with Zandig, and the uh, the stuff he's got planned for AEW in the future. Death Deathmatch Wrestling. Justin, do you see Deathmatch uh, Wrestling going mainstream in AEW? No, I don't. But I have to say, Nick, that was a, a very good interview. And uh, can I tell you what I was most impressed about that interview? What's that? I was most impressed that you had enough room on your hard drive to contain that interview to get it onto the show. You know, what's what's uh, you know, it's incredible the infrastructure I have here at Wrestling Inc. headquarters, based out of Chicago, Illinois. We have two locations. The other one's in Colorado. Uh, yeah, man, infrastructure. All right. Well, I promised you guys uh, that I would announce uh, the final guest of the week for tomorrow. He is the one and only, the real and true Ring of Honor champion, Matt. Taven. Matt Taven's going to be taking on Jay Lethal for the uh, ROH title. Of course, he's you know claiming to be the Ring of Honor champion. Maybe he'll finally uh, get to win that title here and uh, walk into Madison Square Garden as the ROH champion. So Matt Taven will be on the show tomorrow. Uh, looking forward to dropping that for everybody. Uh, Justin, oh, and again, just a reminder, tomorrow's show will be up a couple hours late so we can include the Impact Media Call stuff. All right, Justin, uh, what do you want to plug, promote, put over here to wrap up uh, the show? At Justin Labar on Twitter, as always, give me a follow there if you're not already doing so. And again, I have the links on there. Uh, again, join me tailgate WrestleMania Day outside of MetLife Stadium, fifty-five bucks, all you can eat, all you can drink. Be there. All right, and Michael Weissman will be back uh, in the co-host chair tomorrow to help me close the week as well. Uh, thank you all very much for tuning in. Thank you for tuning in to yesterday's show. You got to go listen to that Cody interview tomorrow uh, from yesterday if you haven't already. And remember, if you winked, you didn't miss it. <laughs>